Hello, welcome back to the Life by the Horns podcast. I'm your host, Justin Lee, and I couldn't be more excited for the guest I have with us today, um, Mr. Sam Elkine, a good friend of mine. Um, Sam, please introduce yourself. Yeah, what's going on, guys? My name is Sam Elkind. Um, I first off want to thank Justin for having me on board. Uh, absolutely. Well, thank uh, you for being great, here. man. And uh, <laughs> we, uh, I, uh, I, I'm here today, I guess, because um, I started a events company. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, mm-hmm. let me let me let me preface this. As I said before with this podcast, um, the true goal is to highlight students, um, people that are chasing their dreams. Um, but also understanding and rectifying the fact that there are, you know, a lot of issues that people find along the way. Um, and overall, just, you know, what we can learn from each other is how we all grow. So, Sam, thank you so much for being here. And, you know, I, I really look forward to this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, and I guess moving in now to, um, you know, movement in your company, what made you directly want to start movement? How was how, how did that how did that all um, come about? Yeah, so... Uh, my buddy Alejo actually was the one who like kind of approached me with the idea. But what happened was, I think it was, I think it was freshman year. No, no. Uh, fuck, I'm trying to think. When, I think it was freshman year mm-hmm. when I came in and there was this group called um, First Gen. Hmm. And yeah, you know, shout out First Gen. You made it. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> So these guys basically they travel around different cities and they have events with just local DJs in these colleges. Right. And they build their entire event and brand around this concept. I see what you're saying. And I like sat there and I mean they packed the place up. Mm-hmm. I think it was borderline sold out show at God Cedar damn. Street Courtyard. It was like. 800 kids, something like that. Um, Numbers. Numbers. Yeah. And so I I mean, my brain, I was like, shit, I can, I can do the same thing. Like all I did was. Why why not? Why not? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had my ass up there DJing. I was like, there's this many people here. Why don't I try to do the same thing? So Mm -hmm. that was kind of like me and Alejo's both like conversation we had at the start. Mm -hmm. Um, We, yeah, we saw this and we realized that we could do something very similar and even bigger. Uh, the real, like, I guess, motive behind it was catalyst, to, yeah. yeah, the real catalyst for it was really to put uh, me and my friends, that uh, DJ as well, like in the spotlight, mm-hmm. um, really to, to give us like a platform and opportunity to perform Absolutely. more. Absolutely. Um, and for us to make a little bit of change, look, I mean, look, you should be paid for it. I mean, guys, you guys beyond talented. And I think that when it first came out, I thought it was a genius idea. Yeah. I thought that you guys were um, taking a concept of like the Thirsty Thursday um, and, and somewhat monopolizing it, um, <laughs> but in a way that made sense, though, in a way that, um, you know, look, they saw a problem that college kids um, can't find a localized place on a Thursday to. Um, really hang out and you know find entertainment and you know you guys you guys perfectly solved the problem. Yeah, um, that was the goal. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean to your point though, I think your, your next events um, on four twenty. Um, how has that process been um, navigating all the all the all the um, all the all the strings and whatnot? So uh, since movement started, actually, uh, Alejo's kind of gone on to another project. Mm-hmm. Um, he's working on some more tech stuff, mm-hmm. and so I'm kind of the main person involved with movement mm-hmm. um, and movement. Um, it's kind of split into two different brands. I have seen that. Yeah. And people are, people <laughs> a little confused about yeah, it yeah. and I'm kind of torn about if I did it too soon or if I, 
I sh if I had if I should have divided my customer base, if I should have made a separate brand at all. Um, but what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to make movement mm -hmm. beyond college stuff. I'm right, trying to make right. it like I have shit at like Montopolis Bridge, um, mm -hmm. after hours events from like 11 to yeah, 5 a.m. No, yeah, where no. it's like 18 to 35 year olds mm -hmm. that come out um, and create that kind of community and really like have an emphasis on just like the EDM stuff and mm -hmm. the the DJ stuff, the house music. Uh, and for the West Campus music, is which was is like I'm trying to make it more of the college brand. Uh, we're kind of doing just about everything. We yeah. got a rap event. Mm -hmm. I saw that. That was, that big. was, that was big. Yeah, that was it was big. a big X of plug. Mm -hmm. He's been blowing up. No, he is blowing up. Absolutely. Yeah, he's a beast. He performed really well. He mm -hmm. sounded exactly like he did in person. He took off, <laughs> yeah, took off his shirt. I've been seeing memes about that guy, <laughs> man. I've been seeing memes. I mean, but no, I mean, like, look, I think I think he's a great artist. I think he's great. I think, I think honestly, like, I've, I mean, how old are you? Uh, 21. Yeah, to be a 21 um, and you're booking artists that are coming up, um, up and up, you know, in, in, the, in the music scene. Um, I think in your testament just to, you know, how, um, how far you can go with 21. Um, and not that I mean shit because there's a lot of people out there that you know see your story and they feel imposter syndrome I'm like you know fuck I'm 21 I'm not, what the fuck am I doing I think that we all grow in different ways but I think that learning from people in the moment is the best way to go yeah I completely agree and I think people don't really realize how much you can accomplish mm -hmm. especially in the post-covid world mm -hmm. how much you can really do just Absolutely. Absolutely. With, I mean so much of my business is just my fucking phone and laptop mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like that's it to, to that point how do you find um, that intrinsic motivation to continue doing this? Like, why why are you doing this? Sometimes, I mean, a few people ask me that here and there. It's uh, sometimes it's difficult, honestly. Um, I mean, even just today, I was like, damn, like so much of my job is just like not necessarily requiring a favor from someone, but requiring a favor yeah, from someone. Yeah. It's like, hey, like, can you post this on your Likewise. story? <laughs> Might be the same industry. I've texted I've texted <laughs> Justin a couple times. <laughs> but uh yeah, and I have your data. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> You're gonna get a text. You're soon. gonna get Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know I know all your demographics. Uh, but uh yeah, I mean it's really just uh, Sorry, where were we uh, talking about? Uh, you you were saying talking about um you know what what's your intrinsic motivation? Yeah, um, yeah. For what you're doing. So uh, yeah, I mean definitely like day to day like like I said like it's sometimes I like feel like a real piece of shit like mm -hmm. at the end of the day like I am a promoter and yeah. like it does yeah. have that stigma associated yeah. with it. I like to call myself an event runner. Um, look, I, I mean I think a promoter is it, look like you're hustling like that's the thing. You yeah, know what I mean like a lot of people just go through life playing way too much 2k myself included i was playing way too much 2k <laughs> no legitimately i simmed from nba season 2022 to 2101 <laughs> um in nba 2k over spring break and you should have seen the disappointment in my eyes when i simmed to like the western conference finals in in this like 2k sim and we lost uh, <laughs> i say no, we, we lost you know yeah. we, we lost and um i was like you know what we're going to get them next year. <laughs> and I sim to the finals, sim the finals, right? Finals ends. 2K says, congrats, you've completed my league. And I'm, th I'm wow. thinking to myself, like, I was so excited for that next season. Uh, yeah. um, I would be so happy 
to be doing something like that. And that's why, that's why I thought I would be so happy if I was doing something so much more fulfilling with my time. So regardless of any stigma, because I think stigma is all bullshit. All that shit's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, should, you should honestly, you should feel happy with what you're doing because it, 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 for, to that point, what fulfills you? Does, does this fulfill you? So, yeah, I, th I think it definitely does. Um, I mean, I, I take a step back and realize that like I, I get to work with people in music. Mm -hmm. I get to work with my friends. I get to create opportunities for my friends, for myself. Absolutely and create like a community around this whole thing. Um, I think sometimes I feel like a piece of shit for asking <laughs> everyone to fucking post on Instagram. But uh, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, I consider myself extremely lucky to be able to be doing this um, and making money and hopefully I'll be able to support myself next year. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, that's Absolutely. kind of the goal. I mean, definitely a lot of different avenues you can take. Uh, different partnerships you can make, management, mm -hmm. managing of artists, that kind of thing. Um, but I, I would say it fulfills me to a point, but I think I'm still looking for kind of that concept or that special something. I don't know. I look at these brands like Boiler Room or um, Elro or um, Circle, like mm -hmm. these brands no, that are just doing shit that, it's just nuts and mm -hmm. everybody's talking about yeah i mean these guys can take our brownies and lemonade i don't know if you've heard of them no but um i, I assume they're underground i mean these like these fuckers are having events in elevators man no like, shit. just crazy stuff <laughs> and like and, and they'll go viral like they'll mm -hmm. film it and it'll go viral on youtube like they'll take like big artists or like not even big artists mm -hmm. like the thing about brownies and lemonade is they'll they'll like take this tiny artist and completely blow them up um, wow. it's insane to see like that someone like that's not even a record label. Mm -hmm. Like it's literally just this community of people that they've created it, can create a whole person's career. Like they take someone that they believe in and can start someone's life, like can change someone's life forever. Um, and so I think that's kind of like what I am looking for. Um, still like trying to figure out exactly what that is i don't really know yeah, yeah, um the world's a mystery yeah who knows maybe i'll yeah. fucking work for boiler <laughs> <laughs> you know i would hope so because i think it'd be a great fit I yeah really well fit. i actually looked into an application i gotta have a visa to work in london unfortunately oh, <laughs> hey it's all good it's all, right, well, all put, good put it down the line keep it yeah, keep, keep but, it there but, but I, I, i'm, I'm gonna scheming. figure out something else i'm gonna figure yeah. out something else yeah. that rivals them hopefully but uh looking yeah. now towards you know when it first started taking off movement and everything what was that moment like when it first started like taking off like when was the moment like you realized um, this is actually happening? Like this is actually um, working? I think the beginning of this year, um, so I worked with this group called uh, Welcome Week and mm -hmm. they do stuff all over. Um, and they did an awesome Welcome Week and they like recruited me to get on board. And I'm actually probably gonna be working with them once oh, I graduate yeah. some oh, yeah. too. Um, and they helped me out with that Big X event. Mm -hmm. um, and these guys, uh, I mean, beginning of the year, the energy is unreal. And mm. so we really mm -hmm. capitalized that. Oh, yeah. And we sold a hell of a lot of tickets. Oh, and yeah. we sold 1,100 tickets on a Thursday and 900 tickets on an event the next day on a Friday <laughs> for the first week of school. No, like and I, I'm sure you've been to Summit. Mm -hmm. Yes. And... Yes you know, the lights that hang. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the crowd that we had was so 
intense and okay. full of so much oh, energy. God. I mean, this is just like all freshmen and yeah. sophomores yeah. in college, mm-hmm. and mostly freshmen. Yeah, that are just like bursting, yeah. just like so yeah. no, ready. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> like, like, coming out of COVID too. Yeah, yeah it's like, like like exorcism type shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, go, Demon like, hours. Yeah, like literally, like this is it, guys. Yeah. This yeah. is college. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I mean, we had so many people that. Uh, the lights actually at Summit were bowing. Um, like Jesus. they were like wobbling Jesus. back and forth. And the guys at Summit was like, holy shit, shit. I've never seen this yeah. before. Yeah. We went downstairs, like, so it's on the second floor. We mm-hmm. went downstairs and the floor was literally bowing. Oh like it was like caving in. Oh and these fuckers were right in the middle of the floor. <laughs> sure, like, like, guys, come on, just yeah. get out from out of the floor. Like, you don't need to mosh. Like, this is this is just like another Bad Bunny song, yeah, no, man. Like, like, we'll stop playing Bad Bunny if this keeps happening. Like, come on. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that was, that was really a moment. I was like, wow, like this is, this is pretty cool. I mean, obviously it wasn't all my doing by any means, Mm -hmm. but I mean, me and Alejo handed out flyers under every goddamn door and, and, uh, Jester West. Oh yeah. It's like 1100 doors, man. Yeah. We were, we were dodging the RAs. What else? goes into the promoting aspect of it. Cause I feel like to the, to your point, you know, it seems like a lot of it's very intuitive, very easy to create these big events. But I guess what's been like your biggest grind that some people might not really get to hear or understand about um, putting on these events. Yeah. I mean, just managing everybody's personality really. And then I would say just like finding the right people that can help you. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times you'll recruit people and like, Oh, like I'll take like, 10, $15 an hour, whatever. But like, are they handing out the flyers under every door? Are they handing out the flyers face up? Mm-hmm. Are they like, mm-hmm. like we'll have people table on speedway. And like, I like feel like I have to be there yeah. cause I feel like people aren't doing it properly. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of thing, like that fear that like, it's like, like it is my child it's and your baby. No, it's yeah, your baby. it's my baby. And, and so I like, I think it's um, like, as it does grow, like it's scary. Like, how involved or how not involved I will have to be down the road at certain mm-hmm. things. Like I want this to be passive, but like, uh, I don't know. I'm just like kind of wrestling with yeah, yeah. like how that's going to be possible. Um, I don't know. I just have to let go, I guess. No, uh, but either. yeah, yeah. It's just really just managing people. Um, I mean, DJs are pretty simple. Rappers are definitely complex sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but even then, like, I mean, I full transparency argued about the billing. You know what billing is? Yeah. So it's where someone goes on a flyer. Mm-hmm. And for my 420 event, um, I literally argued with these two bands and like this band's manager mm-hmm. for like an hour about being on top. And like just shit like that, man. Like people yeah. don't really understand. Yeah. Like yeah, <laughs> the semantics of it. No, that, that I mean, trust me. Like that, that's a lot. Like me. I wanted to go eat lunch yesterday, <laughs> and uh, he's like, my friend was like, hey, can you can you drive to the house? Like, can you drive to uh, go get food? And I was like, no, nah, man. Like you got to drive. Like he, I had to have him drive my car because I was like literally like babysitting these kids and these kids are, these kids are in college. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say babysitting. I'll take that back. But <laughs> I was trying to find a solution. Gotcha. Um, and a lot of times it is like you, you are how you do have to be a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what's difficult. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're going to work with scumbags that own venues. 
I'm not going to drop any names, um, <laughs> but there's plenty of them. There's plenty of great venue owners, there's plenty of great venue managers, um, but it's really hard to sift through all that bullshit and mud to, uh, to find the right people that like you do want representing your event that will push those ticket links on their stories. Mm -hmm. Um, artists that will like take the worst slot, uh, the worst, um, the later set time, even though there's less people there, same amount of pay, whatever. Um, it's really just like managing that and being able to tell people no a lot of times is like honestly a lot of the job. Um, yeah, I would say just the semantics, like you said, mm. the the nitty gritty, the the dotting the T's oh, and yeah. or dotting the I's, crossing the, the I's, crossing the T's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I that, I to be cliche, but uh, no, but, no, but I think I think that's just great overall insight on. Um, you know what it takes to really you know deal with people. I think managing with people, um, you know, it's just not like black and white. It's just not like you know you're doing this and doing this. You know, people have emotions. And I think that yeah, um, you are a manager of emotions for other people. I think that's a big part of the the, the business side of it as well because you know it can be just be you know, these numbers um, and these things and whatnot. Um, numbers, ticket sales, but you know, how do you think that you've um, grown in your terms of just emotional um, intelligence dealing with dealing with people? Yeah, definitely. I mean. I've, I'll tell you a little story. So there was one event I had, um, and the partner of the venue, uh, was the one who I went through to book it. Mm. The owner of the venue called me the next day. It's like, Hey, like you weren't supposed to have this event. I didn't know it was ticketed oh, no. all this. Oh, no. And me knowing who the other guy is, I'm not a big fan of. Mm -hmm. I go, yeah, well, he's a piece of shit for not telling you that. <laughs> yeah. And I got blacklisted from oh, running events God. at this guy's venues until like two or three months ago. Mm. And me and this guy still hate each other. <laughs> um, but I like I, I, two or three months ago, I was like, damn, like I need to make a peace with this man, yeah, yeah. no matter how much I hate him. Yeah, like yeah, no. he controls so much Too of, much. uh, yeah, you can probably imagine what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah no, I, 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 uh, we don't need so. to. We don't need but to. Yeah, no, 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 no. But, yeah. but yeah, I mean, just just like understanding that, like, you do have to work with people that you don't like. Um, mm -hmm. Being a promoter, being in the music business, like, you're mm -hmm. always going to run into people that you don't like. And, like you said, it is like managing emotions, like managing relationships. Um, I mean, my ex-girlfriend buys bottles at a lot of my events. Like, how do I deal with that? Like, I want to give her free tickets, but my girlfriend now fucking hates her being there. But like, why would I not? Why would I not give this girl tickets if she's going to buy a bottle? <laughs> like, it's little shit like that. I mean, obviously, like, it's boiled down on a no, smaller no, no, scale. That, that, that maybe, is... maybe that might not. Maybe let's take that, take that out. But, uh, I mean, seriously. Like, no, that's, that's, that's as real as it fucking gets. Because yeah. it's like, look, like, Overall, the more the more shit that's going on at the venue is better for the brand and for the business. Yeah, I mean, and like it is again. It's like it's like balancing like this relationship, a business relationship, and a, and a, and, a, and a real relationship. Exactly, and that's I think something that gets you know downplayed when we talk about you know people chasing their dreams because there's a lot of shit you got to put to the side or people's concerns you got to put to the side to keep doing. Hundred percent. Yeah, and like am, like am I gonna have a better bar minimum or am I gonna have my girlfriend be mad at me the whole night? I'm gonna take the better bar minimum every time. Like, every time. I'm not gonna take $400 out of my pocket for one lecture. I mean, come on. Like, uh, I mean, that's just something that I've like had to come to terms with and she has had to mm -hmm, as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and, well, well uh, God bless her for doing so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, 
these douchebag guys will roll up and they'll be big spenders yeah. like pan bottles mm-hmm. and I have to pat them on the ass like <laughs> escort them to their section Joy. like I walk away Joy. yeah you want, you want this you want oh you want crudo I got you okay perfect perfect then I walk away fuck mm-hmm. that guy mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> not actually but don't don't put that no no, no 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 I mean like look like, you know I mean. like, like, like look if you think that Sam is not gonna give you the best quality of service at, at, at his event you're, you're absolutely crazy and I think that overall like it is something that, you know, has to be done. I mean, in every situation, you know what I mean? I think there's genuine relationships that persist in every, in every yeah, business family. But I think exactly. there are guys, especially people that you don't know, um, one-on-one, that come in, you know, with big ass and big demands. And it makes it hard to really, like, outsource yourself for people that you don't directly know. Yeah, definitely. I think one thing that I saw that was really cool recently, um, that bridge event I had. So it was a South by Southwest, like afters event. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like techno music, that kind of thing. And we set up an entire, uh, we built a DJ booth out of pallets, like wooden pallets. Fuck yeah. Um, sorry. We, uh, <laughs> we uh, brought out like generators to power everything, hung mm-hmm. up disco balls mm-hmm. on this bridge. I mean, it's like completely public property. Like, there, <laughs> there are people like biking at fucking 5 a.m. Yeah. Like what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. We were still just out there. But at the end of the event, which was probably the coolest thing that's happened to me like as a promoter and like the most gratifying thing that's ever happened to me thus far was when that event was over and we all started cleaning up, there was like 20 people that stuck around that had just attended the event that helped cleaning up, clean up with us. That's real as fuck. Um, and so seeing that, I mean, just seeing how grateful they were that mm-hmm. we like had curated this experience for them and that they were willing to stay at fucking five in the morning um, and help clean up, throw away trash, mm-hmm. pour out bottles. I mean, some of these people stayed till six when we finally left. Yeah. Helped us load like stuff into our that's, trucks and the U-Haul, that, whatever. That's, that's beautiful, man. Um, that's beautiful. And so really that's kind of like what I am like striving more towards yeah. is creating that community that is grateful to have brought all these people together mm-hmm. and have had this experience together. Um, have that kind of moment like we've kind of discussed a no, little absolutely, bit absolutely. where you like go and tell people about you, it. You make the magic for people. I yeah. think that's such an important thing. At least personally, I've always been a very community um, oriented person. I just like community is my biggest belief. Um, I just think that creating magic for people is the just, it's so good for your soul. Yeah. It's just so good for your soul to know that like you've touched somebody and made their just lives better for however little of a time possible. Seconds, minutes, hours, but I think that that's something that definitely, um, you know, as you said, you can hold your hat on. Yeah. Um, knowing that, you know, at the end of the day, like, I'm just making, I'm making, I'm making a good time for people. Definitely, and like, we didn't make a ton of money on that, whatever. Mm-hmm. But absolutely, yeah. No, who cares? Just, no, absolutely. Like, I slept so well till yeah. two p.m. Yeah. that day. Literally, literally. it's just like <laughs> um, it's, it's it's what it's the fulfilling stuff. It's the fulfilling. Exactly, stuff. exactly. And I, I think that, uh, I mean, it boils down back to, like, when I first showed my movies in middle school and high school, that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. When I did, like, really the, my favorite part was the reaction, like I said, like, seeing how people reacted. And it's kind of the same thing here, like, seeing how people react to my events if they leave right away, if they leave early, if they don't even show up when they bought a ticket, mm-hmm. if they don't even show up, if I gave them a free ticket, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, that hurts my feelings if they don't show up. Yeah. But at the same time, if they stay till 6 a.m., like, mm-hmm. that fills my bucket, yeah. man. Absolutely. <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and so, um, yeah, it is, like, kind of creating that um, – seeing people enjoy that experience 
is even better than enjoying it if I were like an attendee at my own event. Absolutely, um, 100%, 100%, 100%. Yeah. Feel that, man. 100%. Um, looking at now just the overall, I guess, you know, tips, what are your keys for building a brand, you would say? I would say you got to just stick to something. Yeah. Um, I think with movement at first, like I started doing some – I just started, started obviously with the college stuff and then mm-hmm. I kind of went into uh, trying to do stuff at clubs and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And mm-hmm. the stuff that I co-promoted at clubs fucking sucked <laughs> because my whole audience was just like kids pretty much. And yeah. I was trying to, rec- I, I like recruited promoters that were in the right demographic, like the 25, 35 mm-hmm. range, whatever that do go to clubs. But it's so much more than these people just posting for you. Mm-hmm. It's really like, them wanting to post for you yeah um and then being excited about being involved about posting for you Mm -hmm. and i think that goes so much into building a brand and building that identity is like what basically what you receive for being a part of that community being like involved with this brand Mm -hmm. like what am i going to get in return like who am i going to meet like what is this experience going to be like um, right. and I think I kind of got a little between things there. I kind of tried to take, take a few too many steps forward. Um, and I had to take a few steps back because I like realized that I was getting too far away from, um, the identity of my brand, which was college events. Yeah. I mean, that's what it was. Um, and I realized that you can't just like jump into it. And even right now I'm still kind of struggling, like splitting my audience. I'm trying to do it the best as I can. Um, but yeah, I think just really just staying consistent about having brand guidelines, having things like making sure everything looks the same way, Mm -hmm. um, making sure that you have people alongside you that are just as excited about it as you are having promoters. I mean, so much of marketing now is just promoters, um, like, but these promoters, like, it's like I said, it's one, it's one thing if they're just promoting and pushing a link and just posting because they have a bunch of followers, right. but someone that has 10,000 followers, I've literally seen two tickets, three tickets get sold from someone that I paid a hundred dollars for a post yeah, no. and I've sold one. I've, I've seen a girl who has 1600 followers sell a hundred tickets yep. in an hour. Yeah. And it really just matters like who it is that is sending that out. Mm-hmm what alignment they have with you like what do they have what what are they gaining from that relationship Absolutely. and it needs to be Absolutely. like a very uh god what's the word i'm looking for coexist not coexisting uh Symbi- symbiotic symbiotic there we go you moody I knew, man I knew the, was, the moody man some plant stuff yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the moody man goes, goes <laughs> biology yeah but uh yeah it's the symbiotic relationship like really you don't just want someone to be posting and make it feel like it's a favor. Like you want people that are involved with your brand mm-hmm. to feel like they are doing it because they're excited about what that brand right. brings to the right. table like and what, like what the future will be for them. Mm-hmm. Um, they like want to get free tickets, mm-hmm. whatever, um, whatever it may be. But that person who it comes from is so important. And if I feel like even without saying like if, like I said, that $100 person that posted mm-hmm. with tens of thousands of followers, I feel like the entire audience knew it was bullshit. They knew that it was just paid to promo because yeah. like, 
Yeah. Why yeah, is this fucking yeah, college yeah, brand yeah, aligning yeah, with this yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah. Why is this, yeah, why is this 25-year-old pussy with a college brand? No, absolutely. Exactly. And so it's just, I think, really just understanding who you are and who your audience is and staying consistent with it are probably the, the biggest things I would say to building a brand. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that that's, um, you know, just, just great, great advice overall on how to structure, you know, you pick your, pick your people and even more so focus on those that are excited um, yeah. about your brand and really, um, can identify with your brand. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you, you wouldn't ask, um, you wouldn't ask, you know, a grandma to, you know, sponsor like, um, Red Bull or Monster. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, like Four Loco, like. I mean, that actually sounds like a cool commercial, but like you want you want you want you want to talk like you know, um, let's oh, have yeah. you know let's have Betty White. Yeah, that actually would be kind of a crazy commercial. <laughs> <laughs> look at the look at my ad break just push, going. Push this Betty out. White out of like, ten thousand feet. Betty White, oh, Betty White and Four Loco. Wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't, 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 wouldn't that be something? That'd be nuts. Um, how do you find you channel a passion, or how do you hone in on a passion? So how did you how did you pick it? You know what I mean? Like because I know that you you've done film and you've done um, you've been interested in music, but you know how do you really hone in on that? And what was that process? Yeah, so I think when I started going to film classes, I thought it was okay. I mean, I knew that my friends in biology or whatever were having a lot worse a time than mm-hmm. I was, even when I was watching <laughs> The Immigrant for the fourth time, yep. uh, Charlie <laughs> Chaplin in silent films. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think I realized that I won wasn't as into it as everyone else was mm-hmm. and i actually was on a film set at one point i kind of forced myself onto a film set i was Absolutely. like yeah like i want to do this like i went out there and i just didn't feel like i fit in at all really? and i felt weird it just felt so forced mm-hmm. and i feel like whenever you are trying to find that thing that you really want to do or really like doing that it just feels like you want to do it you know, like it felt like I was at that film set because I was trying to have an internship to put on my resume or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I do the music stuff and I promote or whatever, it's just me like doing things I like doing. Yeah. I like it's not painful. I, I'm not like pulling teeth, you know, mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. it's not. I, I know it's cheesy, but like whenever you really do find that, like the work doesn't feel like work. Yeah. Like it's really just kind of building, like taking these steps that mm-hmm. are a lot more effortless than like kind of, like I said, trudging through mud or something like Absolutely. that. Like, I think, I mean, my friend recently just dropped out of dental school. He was about to, he was applying to all these dental schools, literally middle of his application process. He was like, fuck this. Fuck it. Um, and I think it's really important to realize that, like, if you even have the slightest bit of doubt, like, about where your parents have been forcing you to do mm-hmm. or what you've been on the path for your entire life, there's yeah. still, I mean, obviously in college, we've got plenty of time plenty to, too, too much time. Yeah, too <laughs> much time to sift through um, whatever it is that you, you want to do and way more time than people think to actually, like, figure out what mm-hmm. that might be for mm-hmm. you. Um, but yeah, I think it's just really just feeling like you have almost a freedom within what you're doing and just genuine excitement. And I think once you like find that you, you can tell. Was it, was it scary for you at first going into something like knowing that you didn't want to do, you, you were a film major, but you didn't really want to do film. 
and you were taking this degree and you know this was the track that you were on was it scary to jump into something new into something that wasn't aligned with that so i was a lot more excited about jumping into the music stuff than i was yeah. about the film stuff yeah. like about i had ever been about the film stuff mm-hmm. like i said i mean really what i why i applied to film school is I loved movies and I could edit mm-hmm. and I kind of knew my way around a camera, but, and I could sort of write. Right. Um, but more than that, it was like the, with the music stuff, I was, I mean, I've always loved DJing. Like anytime I got asked to DJ in freshman or sophomore year, I probably had like three or four gigs mm-hmm. between those in those two years. Um, and that was always like the most fun thing. I did in so long right. and just like looking back at that. Um, yeah, I knew that once I started this company, like I, I was so beyond excited to do it. Um, and it never looked back pretty oh, yeah. much. Like I never oh, yeah. really thought that I would dip back into the movie stuff, anything like that. I, I was, I was a little nervous. Like, I mean, I'm still taking classes related to film. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm in this film class right now. I'm like analyzing the context of goddamn memes. And this class is hard as shit, too, dude. <laughs> no, I'm, Moody's no joke, man. People think it's yeah, boo-boo, but it's, yeah. not, it's not all boo-boo. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not, not all boo-boo. I'm like, actually, I, I watched and studied the Harlem Shake for 30 <laughs> minutes in a class. That is fun. That's in an RTF class. No, but then we took a test on it. <laughs> And I, I, I fucking got a 60, bro. What? I was, I was talking about memes like for like three class periods and take a test in this class. And everyone got blown out of the water. One of these kids in my class got a four out of 30. What? It was insane. <laughs> it was nuts. That's and actually crazy. So I'm, I'm kind of crawling to the finish line yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. But still, like, if it was something closer to music, I would actually care. You yeah, know, like no, anything no. like within film now, I'm like, all right, like I... I I, I understand, like, sure, it's kind of fun, but I know that I need to distance myself more and more yeah. from that, and yeah. that's not the direction yeah. I want to go no, in, like, I, very clearly at this point. Yeah, no, I, I fully feel you on that. Um, I think that, you know, me personally, when I first wanted to come to school, um, I was really had dead set on being, like, a marketing major, um, just because, like, you know, it's business and all, like, um, but I've been creative since I was young. Um, I've been taking photos since I was, like, 11 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so to give that away almost and just go straight into, like, you know, the business world felt, like, completely just, like, wrong to do to my to my core. Um, so that's how I ended up in advertising. Um, and I think that it's a, it's a risk that a lot of people don't take because, you know, I'm, I've always been a business-minded person, and I, uh, clearly I feel like you as well. Um, and that might be why um, you look more towards film, at least, you know, I did for advertising communication because it removes that math asp- aspect of school, which I think that bogs down a lot of people Definitely. when it comes to just academics because it's like, one, you're going too fast, or two, like, I just don't think that this is like, I, I don't need to be graded on this. Like, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll have interests, but I'm not, I don't need you to, like, sit me down at 10 a.m. and be like, you're taking this exam on math. I'm like, yeah. I didn't teach you. Yeah, and there's so much more... Like you said, there's so much more behind that. Yeah, that like comes out whenever you're taking these classes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you're like, you're getting graded on like how you analyze the contextual yeah, analysis no, within it, culture of like the 1800s. Yeah, yeah, and, no, and it's like I really just like I know what I want to do, and that's why I'm in advertising. And I'm sure that's why you're in film because you you know you want to produce, you want to be you want to be producing things, you want to be making things. And I think that there's a lot of skills you're definitely learning in film, and there's a lot of skills I'm learning in advertising. Do I want to go into advertising? I don't really know. Yeah, I think I want to start an agency. 
Yeah. I think that's my plan. But I think that fucking, um, the idea that you, um, you know, you're in film, but you know, you want to go do stuff else. I think that's, I think it's great that you found, you know, things outside of that and you're not, you know, being bogged down by the major. Yeah. I would say that a lot of people are at times bogged down and have trouble Mm -hmm. figuring out what it Mm -hmm. is exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, Alejo and I just happened to meet at the right time and I was very open to the idea. I, but before that I had no idea what I was going to yeah. do. I was like, God, yeah. am I going to be like a editor huddled in the corner for the rest of my life? How, in a dark how grateful room? are you for that moment? I'm extremely grateful. Extremely grateful. Um, yeah. One of the biggest moments ever. Um, yeah. I don't know what I would do if that hadn't happened. I think it was, I mean, it was one thing that like I had, I've always like had belief in myself and I think that's, huge is you have to have confidence in yourself to like mm-hmm. do anything mm-hmm. in general. And I think a lot of times people should have a lot more confidence, like we mentioned earlier in themselves and they do. Um, but a lot of people are just so afraid, especially in college to actually do it. Mm-hmm. And I have always guts. been one that just says, fuck it. If this shit hits the fan, whatever, but I'm throwing it. Take it by the um, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I guess that would be another piece of advice I would have mm-hmm. is definitely mm-hmm. like I have learned more in the past year than I would in 10 years of like school, any school, marketing school, um, design school, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the things that you learn from actually doing like running a business is you, like you're gonna get in the real world after just being in college and you're gonna be like oh I'm so ready yeah, for this yeah. you're fucking not yeah. like I think I think regardless of what people think like you gotta start doing stuff as soon as you can mm-hmm. and as much stuff that you do even if you're afraid of it it'll take you really far 100% no 100% I think that's I think it's just I think that's great advice I think that you know once it's a testament um to your experience thus far and I think too I think you're living it you know what I mean so um you know thank you for that um one last thing um i've always loved this where do you see yourself in five years from now um yeah so that's kind of uh i don't really know (laughs) (laughs) um it could be well where where do you want to be in five years honestly i think that i i mean i would love to I think there's a bunch of different things that I, I would like to do a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. I think I always have been interested in a lot of different things. I'd love to, I love to like down the road, own a restaurant, own some real estate, mm-hmm. um, open some other businesses. But at the same time, I'd love to help put on a fe- uh, music festival. Mm-hmm. Um, I love art. Uh, so really I, I, it's kind of a crapshoot exactly like where I will be, but I think Naturally, if you stay close to these things that you really do like doing, mm-hmm. I mean, it's incredible how many opportunities have just unveiled themselves, like Absolutely. rolled out on a red carpet to yeah. me yeah. just because of what I've been You're doing. doing the work. This. Doing the work. I mean, just recently, these guys reached out to me about doing a uh, hybrid event where it'd be during the day, it's a um, art gallery showing. Okay and open bar, that kind of thing. And at night it turns into like a rave. And so we yeah, do like yeah. something like we have like plaque with like DJ booth, and like mm-hmm. a description on like an art plaque. 
like that kind of shit, yeah, like no, really that, no, creative that's, stuff. That, no, that's big shit. That's um, big shit. And that's like a two day event. Really excited about that. It's going to be uh, May 19th and 20th. We're working on that right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I would never have gotten that opportunity. And now I'm involved in art a little bit. Which yeah, no, you, you, you're, dabbling, cool you're dabbling. Um, so I think, I think that really, if you just keep grinding, I think people really do recognize mm -hmm. the hustle and hard work and especially I've, we've, as we've talked about, like youth is such a massive currency and there's so mm -hmm. many people that are looking for the, for the next people that will be taking charge yeah. of, I mean, we're the people it's, that are going to be us. ruling the shit fucked pretty up. soon. Uh, it is. About. Yeah. It is fucked up to think about my crazy ass. <laughs> uh, both of our crazy ass. Yeah. Guess, yeah but, bro. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you just got to remind yourself that and, I think that if you just continue to stay close to that space and branch out, keep meeting new people, mm -hmm. just don't close yourself off. Those opportunities will just present themselves naturally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then, you know, two part of this, what challenges do you think you're going to face over the next five years? And how do you think you can navigate them? So definitely going to have to deal with some more, uh, Dramatic artists, I know that. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, you know, that's the dream, though, right? The yeah, bigger exactly. they get, the wandier they become. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like it just gets like big boy babysitting mm -hmm. kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. The divers just get larger and larger. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I I think that I mean, I'd like to do some sort of management stuff. Um, I would love to get involved more, like with i guess like individual artists rather than just be like a promoter forever i think i, know I, mean, I yeah. think i will get burnt out as a promoter mm -hmm. um and i think that it really uh sorry remind me the question it was what were the what are the challenge what, what challenges yeah, yeah. do you think uh, you're gonna face over the next five years um and, and what things you what 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 things do you think are going to get in the way of you chasing your dreams over the next five years, and how do you think you might navigate them? Yeah, and I think I think it's really just dealing with too many people at once mm -hmm. and saying yes to too many things. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to figure out exactly which projects you want to take on, and which people you want to work with, and going with them, and not forcing yourself into certain things and I'm very much like a yes man. Like I like I said, like I've mm -hmm. always been a people pleaser. <laughs> like my, my relationships have always dragged on way longer than they yeah, should. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, same here. <laughs> same here, man. And I think that's one thing that I could see like being a problem in my future. I mean I acknowledge it, but still like actually doing it, like telling people like no, like you can't do that or like mm -hmm. no, you're gonna be on the bottom of the fucking um flyer. Right. That kind of thing. Um I can see those being some challenges and I can see that almost being like a, a wall that I need to climb to get to the next step or the mm -hmm. next like level of uh, where I want to be. Um, and I can also see myself getting burnout about promoting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it gets I mean, pretty repetitive. I mean, burnout, burnout's really hard to deal with. I yeah. had burnout for like the long, I went so full deep into this idea, into this project that I mean, for the next year and a half, I was like, I'm not doing shit. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, whenever I like was on spring break, I like mm -hmm. couldn't even think about mm -hmm. promoting um, I, anything like that. To speak to burnout, how do you navigate burnout? So I think I, I have some days that I guess you could call them 
my teacher actually he's um he started a company called uh uh scoremore productions mm-hmm. and got bought by live nation shout out sasha um, <laughs> hey he's my prof- he was my professor last semester but he talked about um, I think he called them purple days. Mm-hmm. And so I think everybody has purple days, like days where you just need to just sit in your room, just hide in a blanket, smoke yeah. some pot, yeah. and just like turn on <laughs> some movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's completely normal. Um, and you just operate day by day. And sure, like if you get behind, you get behind, and then you just kind of deal with that. But I think navigating burnout is something that everybody has to do. I think there's going to be days, no matter how much you love your job, you're going to be, you're going to need a personal day. Oh yeah. I mean, it's getting more and more prevalent where oh, all yeah. these companies are given, maybe they're given too many mental health days. <laughs> yeah. now, now you I, can, I shot unlimited P- PTO. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, shit, yeah. I'll sign me up, you know? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Don't blame me when I abuse it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm having my uh, 50th uh, mental health day. I, I have to take it yeah, off. Yeah, no, no, I have to, or uh, uh, the world's going to end. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think that culture is getting, a, like, it's getting a little too saturated. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think it is super important to, I mean, you know when you need to step back. No, absolutely. Um, and I think it's different from, I think burnout is different than, knowing when you need to go to a different project and when you need to completely change your job. And yeah. I think I think you just really need to be brutally honest with yourself and say, like, how long do I want to be doing this? I mm-hmm. mean, I don't want to be running college events forever. I didn't even want to be running college events for, like, a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, so, I, don't, I don't blame you. We, uh, we all got to move on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be – yeah, I don't want to be liable for these kids. Man. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, Not at all. But, uh, yeah, I mean – I think that there's definitely different like levels of burnout. Um, you're gonna be like entire career changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there could be burnout where you're just wanting to get a day off or two days off or whatever. Or you just need to stop talking to those kind of people. But I think really just being honest with yourself and not being ashamed of it, but mm-hmm. just recognizing that you do need a break and seeing what needs to change, what needs to give, what needs to take, whatever. Um, Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Um, and then I think one thing I really I have this letter um, that's coming to me in, in, in a month. I'm getting this letter. Yeah. Um, I, I wrote it when I was um, 16. And I was supposed to get it on my 21st birthday. Um, I'll be turning 21 in May. Um, so I love this idea of if there is something you wish you would have known um, at 16 that you know now, what would it be? Ooh, hmm. I guess uh, pretty much. Uh, shit. It's tough. I know. I guess maybe figuring out sooner that. I mean, I, I like in the back of my head, I always knew that like I loved music and like that's really what I wanted to do. Um, and I don't regret coming to UT Austin at all. I mean, mm-hmm. the connections I've made here, the no, city, it's the live city capital of the world, mm-hmm. live music capital of the world. Yeah. Um, but I think that if I had just known when I was 16, like that's exactly like what I want to be doing and maybe get exposed to more clubs, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would, hard at 16. Yeah, hard at 16 <laughs> and hard in Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah. Uh, but... I don't know, just 
just I I I also was just I mean I was wearing fucking khaki shorts and t-shirts and i was like i mean man i went to a private school dude it was bad it was bad and like the first time i came to college mm -hmm. i was like holy shit people wear whatever the fuck <laughs> they, they want, want. Yeah. <laughs> and so i think that was one thing is like no one really gives a shit yeah who you are and yeah. what you're doing like mm -hmm. just do yourself just do yeah so i think that's one thing is like you don't have to conform to anything fuck yeah um i guess that's that's what i would tell myself at 16. oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah man well, um, I just want to thank everyone um, for being here today and to listening um, to the podcast. Um, thank you, Sam. Yeah. Uh, true gentleman, uh, true lad for being here today um, and just, you know, being his true, authentic self. Absolutely. I think that too often times, um, you know, today we, we hide our true selves and we just, we hide things that, you know, we don't want to say. Um, and I think that, you know, talking through them um, in a way that's, you know, you know, true and real is you know important and i think that you know things doing things with your life are also important in the same vein doing things that you find um fulfilling um and that motivate you and get you out of bed in the morning Absolutely. so um yeah thank you all so much for listening and uh, we'll catch you next time and thank you justin appreciate oh, it man oh of course brother always <laughs> always salute <laughs>